Hi everyone, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lauren. And this is Swearing, Swearing Mamas. Mamas. Oh, welcome back. Welcome. How's everyone? Oh, I did it again. They can't reply. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How are you today? I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Oliver woke up with some eye problems, so I was like, I, I, I. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> no, he had, like, one eye that was swollen, and it had some gunk crusted on it, and then as the day went, the other eye gunked, but um, I have gotten the swelling down, and it's not a lot of gunk, so I think it's improving, so I think he is all right, but it inspired a whole episode about handling icky, gross illness type of moments. Yes. So, since yours is a little shorter, you could start us with with your life experience. With my my experience. So, um, my son um, is three, as we all know, before in October, and he actually rarely ever gets sick. Um, He's gotten, like, physically sick, maybe, like, I mean, besides being a baby and spitting up, um, maybe, like, four times, and I think three of those four times was just because he was dehydrated from the day before, and... um, the one time he did have a stomach bug and I of course freaked out because my son's never sick and rushed him to the doctors. And, um, she was like, it's okay. It's just a bug. Calm down. (laughs) I was like, are you sure? (laughs) Um, okay. One day, one day. Um, so yeah, he rarely ever gets sick. His, um, Daycare was closed a couple weeks ago for vacation reasons, and um, during that week, everyone was sick at daycare, and I found out when we got back, the daycare lady was like, so how was Tim sick last week? And I was like, no, why? And she was like, well, everyone was sick last week, and we sent a child home today because they were sick. Um, And I figured Tim hadn't been sick because you didn't mention it, and I was like, yeah, nope. Um, besides like stuffy noses, he really never gets sick. Um, his daycare also had like strep go around a couple months ago and literally everyone got it besides Tim. So I think Tim takes after me and is just a carrier for a lot of things. Um, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but it is a good thing. Um, but yeah, so we really don't have much experience with icky, sicky kids. Well, that's nice in the way when they're young, I feel like it's so easy to be worried whenever your kid is sick. Once they're older, it's a little easier to not be as concerned, maybe. Because, you know, they're little. It's like, especially before they're really speaking or like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh, or when they have like a sore throat and they cry a lot. I'm like, oh, if you would stop doing that you would feel better you're hurting yourself but they don't understand 
So yes, at least at this stage of life, that's nice. Oliver has um, definitely had his share of colds and um, I have, I usually get them too. And I kind of forgot until having him that like, this is really why I got out of childcare. Um, I was always sick and I kind of just forgot that until I had Oliver and I was also babysitting a lot. I still babysit sometimes and it's, I was like getting sick all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Kids are germ monsters. Yes. Yes, they are. So to start, I would just love to say that I've noticed a lot of parents use their children's immune system as like a marker for good parenting. So I've really been wanting to like address that anyway to the whole world. So I feel like this little podcast is like my <laughs> my chance to do that. But like just because your kid does or does not get sick has really nothing to do with your parenting skills necessarily. No. I mean there are things you can do that will make it better or worse, of course, if you don't feed your child you know, enough to eat or, you know, if you're not addressing their basic needs or making sure that, you know, their needs are met, then they might be more likely. But in general, like as someone who has immune problems, that's always felt like really frustrating to me to hear from other parents. They're like, oh, well, our kid, you know, never gets sick. So, you know, we're doing this, this, and that, right? And meanwhile, I'm doing the same things, but Oliver has gotten sick many times and I'm always <laughs> sick with him. So it's, I kind of like just wanted to point that out because I think like people who are just born with a good immune system maybe don't realize, you know? Yeah. I was actually but, born um, with like a really but, shitty one, but now I don't get sick uh, anymore. That's nice. Yeah. I was always sick in high school and when I was really young. Now I, I, like, never get sick, which is great. I know. I wish I had that. I mean, gee, because I hate, I hate being sick, but I also really hate when Oliver's sick. Um, I don't know. I, I guess just, like, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, it's, like, so stressful because then he doesn't want a nap, but I, he really needs a nap and everything. It's a whole cycle of just everything, you know? So, um, frustrating, but not our fault. I would say that's just how we were born. So that's my, um, that's my soapbox for the week is that everybody who says that they made the choice, right choice about X, Y, and Z because of getting sick, like you're wrong. (laughs) Very much. (laughs) You're not, you're not like a God. (laughs) Kale will not save your soul. But anyway, who, who kale? Kale? Oh, like the food. Got it. Yeah, not the name, although we did discuss that name last week. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who do you know that? Who's Kale? Kale. It's the god of wellness. <laughs> Got it. It is now. It is now. Uh, anyway. Um,. So, the, so, yeah, that. But he has had um, several, like, different colds or whatever. My great hope is that that will mean maybe they're just out of the way for him. But there's, like, a bajillion different colds. So even if these are out of the way, he might just keep catching them for a long time. But that's how I try and be positive. I'm like, maybe he's catching these and we'll just be done with it. Um, but 
I guess we shall see as time goes. I hope he'll improve like you did. Yeah. That would be nice. But anyway, so um, the basic colds, I don't think that we've had any kind of flu or strep or anything in our house. So I just found out today, I don't know if this is true, um, but a coworker of mine was telling me that his um, grandson has strep and they just had a baby literally last week. And they also have another child under two. I think the grandson is probably around Tim's age. Um, but if No, he's older than Tim. But anyways, um, apparently... Children under two can't get strep throat. Hmm. I've not heard that. They were told. And that's what he was telling me. I don't know if that's true. Um, But he said that something with their immune system, it doesn't allow them to get it. Because I immediately, I was like, oh, my God, what about the new baby? He was like, well, apparently. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that's true. I could just be spreading rumors now. (laughs) I would be interested if any one of our listeners has info. I know some of them are nurses or former. Why is that word hard? Former? Former. Nurses. There you go. I think I was going to say former nurses, which is just makes me think about, makes me think about Thor, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway. (laughs) I, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) I was, like, saying because, like, Thor's hot and he's got muscles. Oh, sure okay. And he's Norse because um, like a Norse, you know, like a Norse god. Okay. <laughs> he's actually Asgardian, but it's okay. Well, it's Norse mythology, right? I don't know. I'm probably making that up, too. We're spreading so much fake So many fake rumors. <laughs> we're just <laughs> – normally it takes, like, 30 minutes to get to this part of the podcast, but we're crushing it in under 10 today. But we're also crushing this podcast. We're only 10 minutes in and (laughs) we're already running out of stuff. And it is Norris mythology. So you were correct. Oh, I knew a thing. See, I think I have like, you were, I think I have like a vague knowledge of things. Do you, did you ever watch Adventure Time? No. Oh, man. That's sad to me. Now you have to watch it, so uh, then you won't get the joke. But anyway, Oliver, that just reminded me, Oliver and I have started watching Adventure Time together, so it's a bonding experience because I watched it for many years, but then I lost cable, so I never saw the last, like, half of the show. So we're starting from the beginning together. I'm very excited. Do you ever have those, like, bonding experiences with your child that you were from, like, your past? Um, I have not with Tim yet. Um, however, the little girl used to babysit. Um, I got her addicted to Scooby-Doo. So oh. her and I got to enjoy the new Scooby-Doo that they have, Mystery, Mystery Incorporated. Um, so it was her and my first time seeing it. So, And then, like, she was obsessed, so we watched it literally nonstop. It's really good if you want to watch it. It actually – it's a lot darker than the normal Scooby-Doo, okay. which is interesting. Cartoon. It is. Um, I think you can only get it now on the Boomerang app, um, but if you happen to come across it or it becomes on Netflix again, watch it because it's actually really good. Yeah, I love just like bringing things like we're doing Adventure Time, which is funny. It's not from my childhood or anything. Like I was an adult when it came out, but you know, I loved that show. And then um, 
I also like watched Octonauts with him, which uh, when I used to watch the little boy, Eric, that was his favorite show. And I loved him so, so much. I mean, I watched this kid from like age, like six months, maybe, maybe less to six years. So, I mean, you know, I, he was in my life a long time and I loved him very much and I missed him a lot. So I was really excited to share Octonauts with Oliver and I was excited that he loved it, you know. I love Tigger. It's fun when you get to share things like that with your kid. Yeah. But that no. was totally off topic, wasn't it? It was. We're talking about icky, sickies. Icky, gross things. So just just to, at, like on in a general note, like when he when Tim does get sick, what is your sort of like approach or philosophy? Do you have a certain like routine you go to or a certain attitude type of type of medicine or practice that you like to do or what? Um, so I, I mean, my, me personally, I'm not a big medicine taker myself, um, unless I have to, or I'm like in excruciating pain. Um, and my son seems to be taking after me. He doesn't like medicine. So it's like, he'll be sick running a fever and it's like pulling teeth to try to get him to take children's Tylenol just to like moderate the fever. Um, so if I can get him to take that, I usually do that. But other than that, we don't really give him anything else. Um, and we were like, we can barely get him to take that. Like, I think out of like the amount he's supposed to take, he probably takes like the smallest amount of it because look it out. he does not like it. Look it out and see something. Did you ever see uh, this picture going around where they stuck the medicine in the back of a juice box and tricked the kid? Yeah. Would that the, work for your kid? I don't know. We've yeah. tried, like, everything. It's pretty much you literally have to, like, lay him down and, like, syringe shoot it into the back yeah. of his throat. Those and, syringes like, are awesome. Hope that he <laughs> doesn't spit it back out and at least get some. <laughs> Okay. Um, and the thing is, when he was before his accident, he took medicine like a champ. He loved children's Tylenol. He was teething, mm-hmm. so we gave it to him like to like ease that pain and that fever, and yeah. he was fine. But then, like after his accident, he like hated Tylenol, and we can't get him to take it anymore. And it's so crazy because he didn't take any medicine when he was at the hospital. So I'm like, I don't know why huh. you're so against this. But that no, weird. maybe it's because it looks like a needle and he had many of those. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what the situation is, but he does not do it, huh. which I can't blame him because I never liked it either. So it's like, yeah. I'm like, whatever, you know, I understand. <laughs> okay. Do you have any of those like old remedies or something that works every time? Or like, do you put an onion in his sock or like <laughs> anything? No, um, just lots of cuddles and anything he wants. (laughs) Oh, okay. See, that's like a very specific approach is the like cuddles and love. Like I think it, I just feel like there's different ways you approach illness and they all do something. But I think that like showering of love is just the best. Yes. That's what I mean. Growing up, that's what I always had. It was like, um, 
I got to watch whatever I wanted on the too big TV. I got to eat whatever I wanted, essentially, as long as I could keep it down. So it was like, I guess that's how I was, you know, taken care yeah. of. So that's how I take care of. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting, like, people, a lot of people, I guess, don't want to eat certain foods or don't eat any foods when they're sick, but I am not that way at all. Like, I almost never have a stomach problem when I'm ill, so I, like, will want to eat, like, normal foods. And I feel like sometimes people think it's, like, weird. They're like, you want to eat pizza right now? I'm like, yeah, with hot sauce. (laughs) I get that way at a certain point, but it takes a while for me to get that way. Like, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it's like, oh, am I just going to end up this coming back up or is it going to stay down? And like, once I'm like, Oh no, we're staying down. Then I'm like, yep. Give me, give me the pizza and hot sauce. Right. So I feel you. Cause I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, have we ever on this show, have we ever discussed the, the word crunchy? Have we ever discussed what? The word crunchy. No. Do you have an issue with the word crunchy? In parenting, I do. (laughs) Have you ever heard when people, like, refer to themselves as, like, a crunchy mom or whatever or a crunchy family? No. What does that mean? Oh, my God. I hate it so much. It's, like, people who are, like, on the more all-natural side of things. Um, Oh, so they're, like, referring to, like, crunchy peanut butter? I have no idea why. I don't know where the word came from. If any of our listeners know, please let us know. Um, I've never Googled it or anything because every time I hear it, I just like <laughs> roll my eyes. Um, yeah, I cringe because I'm like, I, just in general too though, is like I don't like the, I, I just don't like the practice of like finding something and just like naming yourself that or subscribing to any one practice of parenting or really anything. I just think that's so like, why are you limiting yourself? And it doesn't feel like you're thinking for yourself at all. If you're just like, oh, crunchy, I'm going to be crunchy. Like, you know? So um, I Googled. <laughs> okay. On parenting or it's on like some kidsspot.com. And there's also silky moms. And it looks like it's a um, English term because moms is spelled M-U-M-S. Um, so, you know, I think it's, I think it's, um, more a European thing. Um, but yes, so silky moms are mothers who generally prefer a medicated hospital birth, disposable nappies, bottle feeding or breastfeeding, expressing clots, cot sleeping, Sleep training techniques such as the cried out method, use a stroller, and are pro vaccination and pro circumcision. And crunchy moms are usually, they usually choose the natural option instead of the mass produced or medicated one. So that's a natural drug free home birth, placenta encapsulating, breastfeeding, not just for the first six months, which is the re- recommended minimum 
but until the child weans themselves, anti-vaccination, anti-circumcision, baby weaning, co-sleeping, bed sharing, cloth nappies, or elimination communication, attached parenting, natural medicines, organic eating, and sometimes homeschooling or unschooling. Ooh, what is unschooling? Mom, I'm- oh, oh. I heard that too. Mom, yeah, that's, I'm like, the real world. Okay, go. Um, so, and then there's also scrunchy mom. Oh God! I guess I'm a, a combination of mom. the both. What does it say? Fucking it. It says a port, a portmanteau, portmanteau, combinating, combinating the two words, not a reference to your choice of hair tie. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I will rock a scrunchie when my hair is long enough again. But no, I see, this is why I hate that is like, that is so, uh, what's the word? I can't reductive. Like, I'm not silky, crunchy, or scrunchy. I'm not like I don't like. It's just like makes it seem like you have to be like, oh, well, that this you is have my to identity. And it, yeah, and it's irritating. Like I'm like, no, because it, it's reductive and it frustrates me because it minimizes every single issue in those categories. Like for example, I do use disposable diapers. I've already talked on here about how we're working toward elimination communication. And, an earlier potty training if we can. But like the issue with that a lot of parents decide to cloth diaper or EC is because of the environment. And that's like by just saying that you do that because you're crunchy, it just seems so like you're like minimizing that so much. And like, no, that's a legitimate as someone who like doesn't follow that practice, I still can recognize that that's like a legitimate concern like it's good to care about the earth it doesn't just make you crunchy or silky to make that decision like it's bigger than that and I also really hate that you know they lump in like something like being anti-vax with being against routine infant circumcision (laughs) what's the word (laughs) because you know as we've talked about like Oliver is intact. And the reasons behind that are completely different for the reasons why we vaccinate. Those issues are not comparable. Like they're just completely different conversations. So it's very frustrating to me when people jump to lump people in like that. Cause I feel like it's like, it also makes me feel like you'll just do anything if it's in the right category for you. You know what I mean? Not you, but like whoever is subscribing to those. Yeah. No, you're supposed to, Choose what's best for you, not fall yeah, into so, one category completely. But I mean, if right. you fall and into so, one category completely, that's not wrong either. Do you live your life. It's just, I hate when people feel the need to like, be like, ooh, I like this idea of being crunchy, so I'm not going to do this, this, or that, and then never question those specific things. Like, your child is worth a little more consideration than that. But that's just how I feel about it. If you're a crunchy mom, more power to you. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that rant aside, obviously we're not a crunchy family. I guess we're freaking <laughs> scrunchy. I guess I'm a fucking hairband over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like... So I do try to uh, hold off on the medicine um, 
until I feel like he needs it. Uh, and I do use essential oils and, um, you know, all kind of different little natural remedies. But if I see that he's in pain and he's hurting, yeah, I will give him pain medicine. Like, I'm not going to watch him suffer just so I can be scrunchy or crunchy or whatever in the fuck. So, um, yeah, we do use some pain medication when he needs it. Um, and then we have all kind of like random little things that I like a lot. Have you ever, do you know, like a uh, teething tabs, tablets, teething tabs? No. They're awesome. They're those, they're little, like, they're like a tiny mint shape almost. Um, and it's like a chamomile thing. So I feel like it's made by newbie. So I mean, there are other ones, but the ones we get are newbie, but I don't know. I mean, I've never like looked in to see how <clears throat> crunchy they are, but <laughs> they do dissolve in your mouth. So they're probably not that crunchy, but, um, <laughs> but no. So anyway, uh, we use those and they help a lot, um, when he's in pain or when he's having trouble sleeping. So that's nice. Um, and we just have a lot of little things like that and different oil blends and like a, you know, a baby safe essential oil based Vicks type of a rub um, and things like that. I wish my child would just subscribe to the cuddles and TV method, but he's not really one to sit still very often. Maybe if he's feeling really bad, he'll lay with me for a while, but not often. Yeah. I wish. Don't we all? I wished. Yes. So that's sort of our attitude about, like, our sort of general philosophy about being sick. And I try to give him also, like, the healthiest foods that I can. But if he won't eat it, pretty much like what you said, whatever he'll keep down is fine, but I usually, uh, he loves pineapple and pineapple is incredibly good at biting off illnesses. So I'll usually get some pineapple for him, things like that. Um, yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a really good thing to like mix the sort of like alternative home remedy stuff, and also, like, traditional medicine, too. So, like, the second that I see he's starting to get sick, I'll get the pineapple, um, maybe do some elderberry tea. He doesn't really – he won't really drink it, but I'll drink it just to protect myself. I don't know if any elderberry transfers into the breast milk or not. I've never looked it up, but uh, I'll start drinking it anyway just to be safe. And, uh, you know, do all that kind of stuff. But then, like, if he needs to go to the doctor, he will. Oh, one thing I did want to mention about fevers is, like, I don't give him medicine to reduce fever. He's never had a dangerous fever. I mean, if he did, I would, you know, consult the doctor then. But um, I really only give him medicine for pain relief or, like, if his gums are inflamed, maybe to reduce that inflammation. But um, I... I am one of those people that believes that a fever is doing its job. Like you're, you're having a, like the fever is fighting the illness away. So, 
um, unless it's like a, you know, he doesn't usually have like a crazy fever. It'll be pretty low grade. So I'll usually not still not medicate until he's like crying pain. So that's kind of my, I don't know, our thing, our routine, I guess you could say for when he's sick. Yeah. That's different than mine. But, you know. What do you say? I said, I mean, it's different than what I do, but everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, the thing that I just hate is when I see a parent, like, who is so determined to be crunchy or whatever it may be, and that they will want, I, they'll let their kids suffer. And I'm like, it's really not going to kill your kid to have one dose of um, Motrin or Tylenol. You know? Like yeah. If they're in excruciating pain, just let them have some relief. That's my feelings. And, I mean, it's like you do you. At the end of the day, your kid is healthy again and happy. But that's just my opinion about it. I'm like, I want to avoid medicine, but not at the expense of him. He's miserable and can't sleep and he's hurting. Like, I'm not going to let him suffer that much to not have any medicine. Just kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think we've had any of this eye thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we'll see how it is tomorrow. But so far, all I've done today is just, like, keep it clean. And I did a – I don't know if I already said this, but I did a tea bag compress on the swollen eye this morning. And it did improve after that. So, uh. I don't know if anyone has any really great uh, home remedies about the eyes. Let me know. But that's what we've done so far with him being under two. It's like, I feel like when kids are under two, they're a lot more limited in what you can sort of do for them. It's like yeah. Once you hit, Oliver's once still you hit, young to yeah. do some things. And I feel like a lot of it's fine, but they just say like, two and under you know not to like you can give your kid children like we don't give him infants tylenol we give him children's tylenol um oh i still give infants i think yeah it's perfectly safe to give your kid uh it's just like the same thing now i guess or i don't remember i don't remember the exact words that our doctor used but she said that they're both perfectly safe at this time so we just usually do children's Got it. Yeah. I don't think there's much else to say on the sickness front for me. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> no, I think I'm. Yeah. <laughs> we think we covered it all. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> well, um, I guess it's my turn to do a tip this week. Mine? So, Lauren's turn. Oh, okay. Lauren's tip. Hot tip. Um, so. This, it comes from lots of experience with uh, upset children in my life. <laughs> Many years of dealing with angry little kids. Um, when kids get really frustrated and they start to get grumpy and emotional, a lot of the time I think they just cannot um, articulate what's going on and they start being little shits. 
right? They start hitting and they start yelling and being really, just really shitty, right? Uh, when that happens, I love to take a dance break. So, and this is like always, this has been a practice since before Oliver. So I've done this with kids of all ages, but, and I've noticed that it works with Oliver too. So no matter the age of your child, when they're in a bad mood, stop, drop the beat. Um, that didn't work out how I was hoping it would. Um, <laughs> just turn on a song, whatever, a really fun, dancey song. And then you just like go crazy with the kids. Like Oliver, he really loves it if I dip him and if I spin around and we'll just like go all out for one song and, uh, it always resets the child. And I feel like then when they get a chance, especially when they're bigger and they get a chance to be active and do something with their bodies, it's a really good way for them to like get out all of that energy, you know, especially when it's negative energy. And they kind of are happy again. So dance parties. Oh, a daycare I worked at. It was a home daycare. So they actually had party lights for the dance parties. So. Yes. My son has dance parties at his daycare. Love it. So I 100% recommend dance parties. That's my tip of the week. Dig it. All right. Tweets. 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 Would you like to start? I have. One from my favorite, at Mommed Real Hard. Um, both kids slept through the night and are still sleeping, and it's after seven. I'm both worried about their well-being and afraid to wake them up. Yeah, that's my life lately. Oliver started sleeping in, and I love it. I have a classy-ass mommy. Oh, wait, that's me, guys. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, so I said, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I like to text my husband a star rating and review on our son's behavior for the day. And it's a screenshot of our text and it says two out of five would not return purchase, but would not buy another keeps hitting and kicking me for reasons unbeknownst, uninterested in affection, cries a lot and uses almost no English to communicate, refuses to nap on a positive note is very cute when not screaming. Uh, it, he unplugged it. All right. So my next one is anxious cougar hashtag moms are allowed to tell their children to get their shit together don't at me yes, yes. agree uh the alex neville says how to be a good parent step one have a child step two your guess is as good as mine <laughs> my next one is at insomnia underscore land the husband and I went out to eat, just us two. I thought it would be romantic slash help us reconnect if we didn't talk about the kids. After 15 minutes of awkward silence, I said, fuck it. So here's what four did today. Marriage is hard. Yeah, it is. Especially when your whole day is your child. It's like, what else do I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, F, yes, Steph. It's F under, E-F-F underscore, yeah, underscore Steph. What if our mouths were in our armpits? That's all. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.